Good, good morning, Lake Hills Church and beyond, wherever and however you are participating in this worship service. We are absolutely thrilled that you're a part of it. Now, before we dive into the message together, I need to give you a heads up. I want everybody that's watching in your location, maybe it's you by yourself or maybe it's a family around the TV, I want everybody to get in your hands a Bible, an actual book Bible. Now, I'm gonna explain why in just a few minutes, but as many people, as many Bibles as you have, have, I wanna encourage you, challenge you, get you a Bible, and just keep it in your lap until the appropriate time, and you will know the appropriate time. But everybody needs a Bible if you've got one. And if, if all you have is your phone or some app, that's cool too. It's a little bit of an unfair advantage for where we're going to be using these in a minute, but I want everybody to have a Bible in your hands. Now, today we're going to continue the series that we began last week, Business as Unusual. There is no doubt in the world that we are living in unusual times. It's been really funny, I think, to kind of see how people have responded differently to these unusual times during the COVID-19 quarantine of 2020. It's been fascinating. Now, some of us I know have have really struggled with that and, and we certainly continue to pray for and be available as a church family to help in any way that we can. But then there have also been some people who have responded by finding and mining some deep-seated creativity that they didn't even know they had. One example I thought was especially cool was this guy who went viral on Instagram. Check this out. Man, anytime you can combine creativity, and old school Phil Collins, that right there is a win. A little bit closer to home, we had a family in our church, the Morgan family, do one of the most creative things I've ever heard of. Obviously, their family has been together a lot. And so they've assigned each of their kids the task of developing a theme for different dinners and meals that they'll share around the table. And one of their kids, their sixth grader, Connor, came up with what I thought was an absolutely brilliant idea. Take a look at this picture. They are having a no manners, bad manners meal. Leave it to a sixth grade guy to come up with a creative idea like a bad manners meal. I've never heard of anything like that. Putting their feet on the table, burping, doing all of this stuff that you're never supposed to do at the table together. I thought that was fascinating. There's also another family in our church, the Kyrish family. And the Kyrish family was celebrating the birth of one of their kids this week and decided to do so and to have a present that had never been done before. Check this video out. Y'all see? 
No, not yet. God, that's pretty good. Okay, so bye. And apparently, I get smashed Wait, in the face. Hey, hold on to it. Is that great? A pie in the face to dad. I'm just so glad that my kids are now beyond the age where they would want to do that. I hope. But you know, the quarantine has kind of, kind of crystallized creativity that a lot of us have just below the surface. A lot of times we don't even access it because we're so busy moving and shaking in our day-to-day -day lives in the, the cluttered calendar that we usually exist in. But one of the things that we want to do during this series, during this project, Business as Unusual, is, is to put that creativity to work on the things that matter most. And actually, the quarantine may be the perfect opportunity to do exactly that. You know, the Harvard Business Review published a review a few years ago of different constraints on creativity. And one of the things that they found was that the constraints, limited resources, limited money, limited time, all of these things that we usually point to of not being able to be creative, those constraints actually contribute to foster creativity. They help to cultivate creativity. Here's what the Harvard Business Review said. They said, according to the studies that we reviewed, when there are no constraints on the creative process, complacency sets in. And people follow what psychologists call the path of least resistance. They go for the most intuitive idea that comes to mind rather than investing in the development of better ideas. Constraints, in contrast, provide focus and a creative challenge that motivates people to search for and connect information from different sources to generate novel ideas for new products, services, or business processes. Now, that's the Harvard Business Review. That, that's what they do. They're, they're thinking about businesses. But I want to challenge you today to think about the constraints of quarantine as an opportunity for creativity. When you think about getting creative, not just with a song or a piece of art, but creative with your life. Remember last week, last week we picked up this idea of the promise and the practice of new. And in that message and in that time together that we had last week, we talked about the theology of new. Now, I think it's really important to understand a couple of things before we take another step forward. Theology, theology only means this. Here, here's what theology means. Theology is the study of and our understanding of God. It's the study of God and our understanding of God. So that's what a theology is. But when you talk about the theology of new, we, we talked about last week how it's throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. When we talk about the theology of new, I, I think it's really important before we take another step that we all 
understand what we're talking about, that we, we have a working definition or understanding of this theology of news. So I'm going to give you that working definition. I want to encourage you to write it down. It'll be on the screen, but I want to encourage you to write this down. And as you go through your week this week, pray through this, think through this in your time with God. When, when you pray, when, when you set aside time to be quiet and still and know that he is God, think through, pray through this theology of the new. Here, here's, here's what I mean by a theology of the new. It is the nature and work of God, the nature and work of God. So the nature of God, that's, that's who he is. That's, that's who he is. The work of God is what he does. The nature and work of God to create, to recreate, and redeem. So, so God is always in the process of creating, sometimes recreating, and always redeeming. That, that's that's what God does. He creates, he recreates, and he redeems. But he creates, recreates, and redeems creation, people, and circumstances. Creation, people, and circumstances. Now, now follow me on this. So you've got the nature and the work of God to create, recreate, and redeem creation, people, and circumstances. Creation, people, and circumstances for his glory and our good. That's the theology of the new. The theology of new is this. It is the nature and work of God to create, recreate, and redeem creation, people, and circumstances for his glory and our good. That's what God is always up to in this world. He is always active. He is always working. He is always interactive and inviting you and inviting me into that process, into the practice of that theology. And that's really important. Good theology works. Good theology always works itself out. There's a lot of bad theology out there. There's a lot of theology that does not hold up to the biblical litmus test. And so that's what we're after. What is it that God has revealed miraculously and supernaturally about himself, about us, and how we work together in this world through Scripture? And then how do we participate in that? And, and that's, that's business as unusual, that's business as unusual. Now, I asked you to get a Bible with you. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to have a little bit of fun as we go through the message today. We're going to have a contest. Whenever I give you a passage of Scripture, we're going to have a race to see who can get there first. And you'll notice I have, no, uh, I have none of the Scriptures marked in my Bible. No paper clips. I even took out the little bookmark thread thing here that's usually there. I'm not cheating. Not that I would, but I'm not. Now, the first passage of Scripture that I'm going to ask you to look up, I'm not going to say it yet because you'll start ahead of me. We're going to look it up together. It's a passage of Scripture that Pastor Terry Cadwell referenced in his Connect Four devotional this past week on Facebook Live. If you haven't been tuning into those, they've been amazing, amazing ways to connect with our church, even though we're not gathering, but also incredible 
truth, incredible challenges and prayers from our staff and from different members of our church. So get ready, get your Bible ready. The first verse that I'm gonna reference as we, we move from last week, the promise and the practice of new into this week, the purpose and the process of participating in the new. The purpose and the process of participating in the new. And to get the ball rolling, we're gonna go, you ready? Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians five, verses 15 through 17, go. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Got it. How'd you do? I, I messed up. I, I, I missed a turn there. But anyway, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Here's what the Bible says. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly. Don't, don't be foolish about it, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So right up front, you know that God has a purpose for your life. You, you were created on purpose with a purpose. The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. Go, 1 Corinthians 9, 26. He says this, so I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. Isn't that great? Paul knew his purpose. He knew why God had created him. And he was living every step of his life on purpose. That is what I pray for you out of this message today. If you've never, if you've never known that, first of all, to have that reality sink in. But second of all, to actually discover and discern the purpose for which God created you. There is nothing like it in the world. And I just know anecdotally from the, the people that I've talked to, the people that I've asked the question of, the vast majority of us do not know the purpose for which God has created us. We don't know. Most people, not all, but most of us just get up and go every day. Maybe if you're, let's say you're in middle school, or maybe you're in middle management. It's just kind of like one day leads to the next, except for the quarantine. The quarantine all of a sudden just shut everything down and now we're kind of left going, what do we do? This is our opportunity. You know, for me personally, I remember when I discovered the purpose for my life. I, I remember where I was. I remember when it kind of started to come into focus. <clears throat> I was in high school. And I was getting ready to take the PSAT. And I remember having this thought process, but not yet realizing that God was at work in my life. I remember thinking, I'm going to take the PSAT so that I can take the SAT, so that I can get into college, so I can get a degree, so I can get a job. So what do I want to do? And I remember that thought process just crystal clear. 
And I remember thinking the following to myself. I remember thinking, <clears throat> I think I would like to do sales as long as the money's good enough. Because I, I like people, I can, I can kind of talk and have a conversation and persuade, I, I'm okay at that. And, and as long as the money is good enough, I would enjoy sales. But here's where God intervened. I, I remember just as, like, as surely as I'm standing here recording this message right now, I remember thinking, as long as the money's good enough is not reason enough to get up and go every day. Now, you can't ignore money. We have to have food, we have to live, we have to have shelter, all those things. But I remember thinking, okay, the money is not reason enough to go do something, but if money were no object, what would you love to do? And at 15 years old, I thought about coaching basketball. I already knew I wasn't good enough to play at the professional level, but I could have been a coach. I, I, I would have loved to have been a basketball coach. And then I realized, you know, I spend more time with my coaches than they spend with their families. And I don't think I would love it that much. And then God began to kind of open up my heart and my mind. And, and I realized the role that the church had played in my life. I, I realized the role that, that the church had played in, in helping and coming alongside my family when my parents' marriage blew up. I, I remembered all of those things. And I thought, that's something I could get behind. And, and that began the process of praying and searching and seeking and asking God. And God revealed it. As, when I began pursuing it, God absolutely revealed it. And so my purpose in life came down to this. It came down to a very, very simple statement. The reason I'm here is to help the church be everything Jesus intended it to be. That's it. That's why I get up every morning. That's why I go to bed tired. That's why I'm excited and challenged in, in everything that I get to do as the pastor of Lake Hills Church. I know that I'm living out my purpose. And that's my prayer for you. You don't have to go into full-time vocational ministry. You may have a purpose in the marketplace. You may have a purpose in a school. You may have a purpose somewhere that you haven't even dreamed of yet, but you have a purpose. And in the time that we've got left, I wanna talk about the process of perceiving that purpose. How do, you, how do you get there? Because God, in his amazing grace, God has laid out for us a process to discover our purpose. He, he's, he's put it there for us. Now, I've got another Bible verse for you to look up. Here we go. On your mark, get set. Go to Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Proverbs three, verses five through six. Old Testament, Old Testament. Boom, got it. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. The process for participating in the promise of new is right there, right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all you do. 
then he will show you which path to take. So, so here's the process. Number one, it begins with trust. It begins with trust. So it begins when we choose to trust God more than we trust ourselves. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. And I think that's, that's the beginning of the tough part for a lot of us. It becomes really, really challenging to, to, to say, I'm gonna trust God more than I trust myself. But that's where it starts. Trust God. But when it says seek his will, trust in the Lord, seek his will in all you do. Again, it begins with trust, but the trust has to be followed when we choose to submit. Submit, seek his will in all that I do. I kind of think, just by observing life and talking to people for 53 plus years, that this is where the rubber really meets the road. This is where it gets really, really hard for most of us. I think for all of the arguments and debates and doubts about God and who he is and what he does and all that, I think for most of us, the, the essence of our doubt, the, the real essence of our resistance is submission. We, we don't wanna bow the knee. We don't wanna say, God, you're in charge and I'm not. We, we like to kind of determine our own destiny and chart our own course. But to submit to God is actually the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. I want you to think about this for a second. If God created you, and he did, if God created you on purpose with a purpose, then doesn't it make sense that to submit to him is actually in your own best interest? When you submit to God, you're submitting to the very reason for which you were created. You're submitting to someone who loves you unconditionally, no matter what. So, and listen, submission is something we all have trouble with to one degree or another. But if, if you're in that place where you've never bowed the knee, where you've never surrendered your life to Christ, I just want to challenge you. I want to push back on that and say, man, just, just understand, you are, it is submission. It is surrender, period, hard stop. And it is surrender to the only one who will never take advantage of it. The only one who can bless that surrender is the God who created you enough to create you on purpose with a purpose. So we trust, we surrender, but then we also, number three, discover. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If, if, you, if you trust God, if you submit to God, then you will discover which path to take. You will discover your purpose. So, so here's my homework for you. Here's my, my challenge for you in the week or maybe weeks to come that, that you may never have another opportunity like we have right now in this quarantine. Write down a purpose statement for your life. Pray for and articulate 
your purpose. Ask God, what, what is my purpose? Why am I here? And articulate it, write it down. Now, let me tell you this. You, you probably are gonna try to do too much initially. A purpose statement should be simple and short. Simple and short. Why? So you can remember it and do it. So pray for that purpose. My purpose, as I shared, to help the church be everything Jesus intended it to be. That's short and I can remember it. Now there's a lot encompassed in that, but that's my purpose. What's yours? In the days and the weeks ahead, this quarantine is the perfect opportunity. We have more time right now than we have ever had in our lives. Maybe more time than we will ever have going forward. Why not use the creativity that God planted in you to discover the purpose that he created you for? Discover that purpose. But there, there's one more thing. There, there's one more thing that is really, 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 really important. And to get at this one last thing, I want you to go to, we're going to go to another Bible verse. You ready? Here we go. On your mark, get set, go. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. New Testament, New Testament. Acts, Romans 5, 15, 12. Got, got it. Check this out. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. You'll know that step, Proverbs 3. His will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The final step in this whole thing. Don't, don't miss this, because it's really important. Enjoy it. Enjoy. So yes, we trust God. We absolutely submit. Then we discover, but don't forget to enjoy the purposes of God. The Westminster Shorter Catechism was a list of questions and answers that were written hundreds of years ago to help children learn and discover the Christian faith. And the very first Q&A in the Westminster Shorter Catechism is this. What is the chief end of man? What's our purpose? The answer? To glorify God and enjoy him forever is the chief end of man. The reason that God created us is to glorify him and to enjoy him forever. Now, I don't know where you are right now. Maybe for you, the coronavirus quarantine lockdown, whatever you want to call it, has created some very real stress. If that's the case, I want to give you an opportunity to distract yourself from the virus and instead invest yourself in the purposes of God. Maybe, maybe you're one of those folks that's been super creative during this time. I want to challenge you to get creative about the stuff that matters most, to pray for, to discover the purposes of God for your life, to articulate and be able to write out a purpose statement for your life. You wanna talk about business as unusual? That is hyper unusual. But what if you could point back to 2020 and 
quarantine and said, that was when I began. That was when I started to understand and to live out the purposes for which God had created me. If you're watching this and you've maybe never surrendered to God, maybe you've never stepped into that relationship with God, that's the beginning of discovering and experiencing and expressing the purpose of your life. And so as a church, we wanna give you the opportunity to do that right now. It doesn't, you don't have to be in a church building. You just have to be willing. You have to communicate your desire to God. You have to connect and engage with Him. And so we wanna invite you to do that right now, to begin a relationship with God, to step into the purposes of God for your life in Jesus Christ. I wanna ask everybody, if you will, just bow your heads. Just bow your head and I wanna invite you to pray with me right now. If, if you have committed your life to Christ, then you be praying with everything that you've got for everybody who may be watching this. But if you haven't, then we invite you to pray right where you are. Just silently talk to God from your heart to His. Because ultimately this is about relationship. Just talk to God and say something like this. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I need you and I need the forgiveness of my sin. So I confess my sin to you, holding nothing back, but I submit. And I ask and I claim your forgiveness right now. I accept it as the gift that it is. And I choose to believe Jesus that you died on the cross and that you rose again for me. And right here, right now, I accept this gift. I own it. And in exchange for your life, I will give you my life. I will follow you from this moment forward. Jesus, I pray this prayer in your name. Amen. If that was your prayer, then as a church, we can think of nothing better than to maybe help with what comes next because this is just the beginning. And so however you may be watching this, whether it's on the website or one of the apps that we're channeling all this through, there's an opportunity for you to connect. Just go to the connect card, the link for connecting. Let us know that you made that commitment to Christ today. And that will just facilitate a conversation, just to help at whatever pace works for you with what comes next. We're excited for you. We're excited that we live in a day and age where we can connect like this, but where also you can connect with God personally and really, and then be a part of the church family of faith. Please know this week, Julie and I continue to pray with you, to pray for you, and I pray that you go into this week on purpose to find and discover and experience God's purpose for you. Have a great week and God bless you.